and Anthony Bill. All right, guys, welcome into another episode of the Couch Scouts podcast here with my co-host Anthony Bills on this Monday afternoon, almost Monday evening for Anthony down in Texas. Um, but we are talking the AFC West today, uh, and we're talking Rams, we're talking Chargers, we're talking the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, and we are talking the um, <laughs> Oakland Raiders. What did I what I say? You said the Rams. <laughs> okay, the Rams. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> it's alright. If we had a 50 states test right now, I think I would probably get about three of them, right? Because I cannot get these teams down. I don't know why. Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs in the AFC West. Um, So we're going to jump right in. We got about 50 minutes to to stream, so we're going to hit, just kind of go through each team pretty quickly and talk about uh, just the fantasy values of the teams, what happened in 2019, how the teams are looking in 2020, and then give our picks for the uh, 20 th- for the 2020 season. So, uh, Anthony, let's start with the Los Angeles Chargers. I can remember that, that they're in L.A. Um, let's start with the Los Angeles Chargers, and, who hold the, I believe it's the sixth pick in the draft. Is that correct? Um, so they are starting out at quarterback. They've made it fairly clear, at, at least for the moment, that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter. I mean, I feel like that happens all the time and at this point in, in the seasons when pe- coaches say that he's my starter and then they go ahead and draft a, a quarterback. But um, Tyrod Taylor hasn't played since the beginning of the 2018 season when he went 1-2-1 uh, and one as a starter for the Cleveland Browns. I think for me, from a, a fantasy perspective, I think Tyrod Taylor can be a top 25 quarterback. Uh, but that, at this point, I think he's going to have to be playing his best ball uh, to get there. And, I mean, he does have some good weapons, but at the same time, we just haven't seen anything out of Tyrod Taylor really since he was in, in Buffalo. Uh, do, you, do you like him as the starter for the season for the Chargers? I think... I think they're going to get a quarterback, but do you like him as at least for the starter? Yeah, I think it'll depend if they do go, you know, take Justin Herbert. Yeah. Or if Tua, whoever, if they take one of those quarterbacks, then I think it'll end up kind of like the Baker Mayfield situation where he plays a few games. But um, I like Tyrod as a quarterback. If he is their quarterback all season, um, I want it. Obviously, I'm not going to reach for him. But man, if at the value, I don't know what his value is. He probably doesn't have any ADP. Yeah, not at the moment. So there you go. I mean, he'll probably be an undrafted quarterback. I would pick him up to yeah. be my backup quarterback, hundred percent. If it's a one, you know, dynasty, probably not because he'll probably start this one year for the Chargers. And unless he absolutely wows and becomes a Pro Bowler, which yeah. I don't think he will, yeah, he'll he'll probably be back to a backup role. But yeah. for this one year. Hey, I would roll the dice on him. I, I like Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um, he, he looked really good in Buffalo with no weapons. Cleveland, everybody knew Baker Mayfield was over his shoulder. The ownership wanted Baker Mayfield to get in there, so he never really had a fair chance there. But Tyrod's talented enough with good weapons. He can be a Teddy Bridgewater type, you know? Yeah. Um, and he has actually, he has a little bit of a run run game with him as well, so... Right, that definitely adds value to him, at least his playmaking yeah. ability on the ground. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate for his situation in Cleveland, you know, Baker coming in after him because he really had been having a decent career in Buffalo despite, yeah. like you said, having no weapons. Um, I think one question for at least the running back position with Austin Eckler, who caught 92 receptions last year, 993 yards through the air and eight touchdowns. That was just on the receiving end. Um, you know, when 
when Tyrod Taylor was in Buffalo and he had one of the best receiving backs in LaShawn McCoy, you know, still towards the end of his career, I don't think that McCoy ever surpassed 40 receptions uh, with Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. Do you feel like Tyrod Taylor being the quarterback hurts Austin Eckler's uh, PPR value at all, in, at least in the receptions category? Or do you think now that he's kind of that starting running back, he'll make up for it in the uh, in the run game, actually, not having to share the, the uh, backfield with Melvin Gordon? Yeah, um, that's a good point. I think, I think he'll make up for it a little bit on the run side, but I would definitely probably see a decrease in the receptions just because, like you said, with Tyrod. Um, but Tyrod is the kind of quarterback who does a lot of checkdowns as well, so maybe it's just – I don't know. Um, I don't think they're going to drop back 50 times a game like they did with Phillip Rivers either, though. Yeah. Which gave Austin Eckler a lot of opportunities. You know, Phillip Rivers can't escape the pocket, so let me just throw it to Eckler real quick. Yeah. And let him do work. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, his value I, – I don't think he'll be a running back seven. Yeah. He, he won't be. But – but I, I still see him mid-tier running back, you know. Um, but it's going to be tough. I don't think the 92 catches and 900 yards, I see it maybe come down to 60 in the 60 to 70 range. Yeah. Um, and if you add that with, you know, 200 carries and, you know, almost 1,000 yards, then I would take that. Yeah. Yeah, I still I still really like Eckler. I think if you have him on your team, uh, he's still a really good value. Uh, he might be a player in the offseason that I'm looking to, to sell pretty high just based on his um, – his current value of uh, a 28, 20, he's going 28th overall, a third round pick. And I think he's rising based on what he did last year, but also knowing that Melvin Gordon is gone. Um, but I, I mean, they have Justin Jackson who I, they've been really high on every single year of his career. He just, he just never gets into the games and plays. I mean, last year had 29 attempts for 200 yards in the seven games that, that he played, but that was all the action that he saw. So, um, to carry. Right. Yeah, he just has to get the opportunities, but I think this backfield is definitely Austin Eckler's for the taking and I'm excited to see what he does just as the the lone back with uh right. with Melvin Gordon gone. Uh two interesting wide receivers for the Chargers. Uh and you know, there was all the speculation about Tom Brady coming to to the uh to LA to play with these two. Um, and he's still got two good receivers in Tampa Bay as well. But Keenan Allen finished as the uh, wide receiver wide receiver 11 last year, 104 receptions, uh, almost 1,200 yards, a yard shy of that, six touchdowns. Um, he's still a third-round draft pick in Dynasty Leagues. And then Mike Williams, who uh, this actually surprised me so much, 49 receptions for 1,000 yards. Uh, and only had he only had two touchdowns, but it's still he still finished in the top forty among wide receivers, averaging twenty yards per catch, uh, which is really impressive. He's definitely that that downfield target, Sorry, and, yeah. and Keenan Allen's the underneath guy. Um, do you do you think that the Chargers add another receiver in the draft at some point, just because the the class is so deep, or do you think these are the the two guys that they roll with? I, I think. I think they'll add one, but I don't think it's going to be like an eye-popping one, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe K.J. Hill late or yeah. one of one of those like later round guys, you know, um, that, that they know is like a, just a solid person that they can plug in and play a little bit. But it's it's definitely going to be these two guys. And, and I know it's not Phillip Rivers and Tyrod Taylor isn't going to throw the ball over the place, but I still think both of these guys' value is going to be very high. Yeah. I think Nick Williams' touchdowns will go up. Yep. Um, you know, it, it it should go up, honestly. And uh, Keenan Allen's, like like Trent said on the last episode, it's hard to, to gauge touchdowns, but I would assume Keenan Allen's going to put up similar numbers. He does every single year. Yeah. Um, he's talented enough to where he doesn't need Phillip Rivers to put up those numbers. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think – I think for both of them, I think for Keenan Allen, you might see the receptions come down, uh, you know, to the 85 range, but I feel like his touchdown upside is still fairly high. You know, six touchdowns seems pretty low uh, for a wide receiver 11 season, so I could see him up in that six to seven range, and, and same with Mike Williams, uh, probably an increase overall, at least in the at least in the touchdowns, but receptions yeah. for sure. He, he should be up in that, like, 65 to 70 yeah. uh, reception window. 
Um, okay, how about the, the tight end position? They got Hunter Henry back, franchise tagged him for another year. He finished as the tight end eight despite playing eight games in 2019. 55 receptions, 652 yards, and five touchdowns. I think for me, I think I really like Hunter Henry. I think he's a great tight end, but I think if anyone is affected by the departure of Phillip Rivers, I feel like it will be uh, Hunter Henry the most just because he, you know, Phillip Rivers was checked down Charlie to Hunter Henry all the time, and he really benefited from it. Um, and it is a player who fails to stay on the field uh, usually for an entire season. So with Phillip Rivers and that connection, he's able to produce to where you uh, you still still are getting value despite him only playing 12 games. But uh, I feel, that's my concern is can he stay on the field for a full season and uh, still perform despite some expected regression? What do you think about him for 2020? Yeah, that that's definitely I, I'm with you um, on that. But I look at Tyrod Taylor's season yeah. um, in Buffalo. I think was 2016. I think he had 20 touchdowns for over 3,000 yards, and his number one guy that year was Charles Clay, his tight end. Yeah. So I agree with you because of the Philip Rivers aspect. We know how he was with um, Gates. Sorry, Antonio. Yeah three years and Hunter Henry has taken over yes so and let's be honest Hunter Henry compared to Charles Clay Hunter Henry's on another level so yeah I agree I think the, he could potentially fall off but I think the potential is that he still stays on that same because Tyrod Taylor has proven in the past that he actually likes to use the tight end a lot yeah so so it'll be tough but I still would probably think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams might have a better chance, but I think Hunter Henry could still get quite a bit um, quite a bit of love from Tyrod. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, before we move on to the next team, there's three tight ends who are being taken after Hunter Henry as far as ADP goes. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and Darren Waller. When you hear those three names... Would you prefer any of those three over Hunter Henry for 2020? I, for me, I, I Waller. I'm like I would love to have him in the in the seventh round, um, but Hunter Henry has pr- proved to be a great tight end. So what do you think? That's tough. I if it's for 2020, I probably would. I would probably roll Hunter Henry one more year. Yeah. Um, if we're talking dynasty, I'm probably taking Noah Fan. Yeah. Because Noah Fant struggled to start last season, and then when Drew Locke got inserted, Noah Fant and Drew Locke looked like Brady and Crump. Yeah. They were just, for like a few weeks straight, they were just, boom, just dominating. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think Noah Fant is definitely my favorite of those four names. I really like Noah Fant. Um, highest ceiling, I think. Yeah, the highest ceiling. Darren Waller yeah. had, a, you know, I think t- he had tight end two or tight end four season last yeah. year, uh, but he's also yeah. he's older, um, and he's got he's, go ahead, sorry. he's got a, a couple of tight ends just behind him yeah. as well that could just take yeah. away some some targets. So that's I, what I was going to say. Jason Witten is a touchdown target machine, and yeah. now Jason Witten is there, so it's like might steal some touchdowns from Waller. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to the AFC West Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl 2019 champions. Uh, at quarterback, obviously the name of the franchise, Patrick Mahomes, finished as the QB8 in 2019. Uh, ADP of 23 overall, second round pick. 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and five interceptions. Uh, he only played in, I believe it was 14 of the 16 games. I think he missed two weeks and then had the bye week uh, in there as well with the uh, the knee injury. So I think he – I don't know that he would have finished quarterback one or two, but I think he would have been up in the maybe four or five. Uh, yeah, just, just I th- on. he would have been behind Lamar, Dak, and then probably, what, Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah, maybe he might have been right up there with Russ. Top five, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, not a ton to talk about with Mahomes because we talked about him so much uh, on this show. He's our consensus number one quarterback, uh, and he should be. He's a top three uh, fantasy quarterback in all leagues, uh, redraft or dynasty leagues. He'd, 
Yeah. I mean, when he's going second round in dynasty leagues, that just tells you how much people value him um, for for what he brings to to the franchise. Um, but at at running back, I feel like this is where I mean, <laughs> when you look at some of these names here: Damian Williams, Darwin uh, Thompson. Daryl Williams, DeAndre Washington. That's a lot of DNWs in there, uh, and Elijah McGuire. It just seems it seems like a mess uh, as far as the yes, running back position goes. And it seemed really clear that the Chiefs could use a draft pick uh, to get a running back, but now they sign uh, DeAndre Washington, and they got Elijah McGuire. You know, do th- it seems like that's some significant money to pay in order to. Uh, bring in a rookie, you know, specifically with their salary cap position. Um, do you think that they just roll with this squad for 2020 and kind of wait and feel it out and maybe make a trade later on? Or do you still think that they could target one of these running backs? I think if a, uh, if, if one of the running backs that they really, really like, like Dobbins, if he's still available when they can pick, I don't see how they don't. Um, pull the, like just pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I could also see them, you know, going maybe defensive side of the ball in that first round. Yeah, and then if one of the other backs that are still not Dobbins, Swift, or any, there's you never know with running backs. There's potential that Swift, Dobbins, Taylor all fall into the second round. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's not a guarantee that either of the three go in the first round. We would they're all first round talents, but you just never know with running backs. So. It just depends how the draft plays out. I think if if running backs are falling and the Chiefs are like, hey, I know we spent money on a couple of these guys to come in, but let's go get our rookie stud right now. Yeah. That we know we won't have to pay for four years. He'll be our running back for four years. We can play Mahomes and we have it, you know, and we could get rid of some of these other guys. Yeah. Um. So that because yeah, you can keep having running back by committee, but at some point you want you still want a guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think the they the Chiefs benefited in the playoffs by the committee, and it worked out for them. But I think that's where they struggled uh, throughout the season was just the run game. And you know they're they're still fine with the talent that they have at wide receiver and quarterback. Um, but when you don't have when you're the Super Bowl champions and you don't have a running back that finished in the top thirty, even uh, even top forty, that's pretty surprising. But I mean, Damian Williams did turn it on in the playoffs. I think he had like. He had two or four touchdowns uh, throughout the playoffs, and so he—I mean—he came into his own. But he is an aging, an aging running back, and Darwin Thompson hasn't taken uh, the lead on the opportunities that he's gotten. So, I mean, if if some of those running backs fall in the second or third round, I definitely would be uh, more inclined to it. But I guess we'll find out on Thursday what the yeah. situation is looking like. Uh, any chance that the. Uh, the Jaguars swap Sammy Watkins for Leonard Fournette. <laughs> oh man, I hope not. Some <laughs> some, oh. co- some contract space. Yeah, I, I hope not. Oh my gosh, that is that a fair trade? I don't think so. I don't think so. Would, yeah, but I mean, if you're it depends on depends on the. Uh, I'd have to look at the contract situation to see. I think Sammy has one more year. Yeah. Um, and then Fournette, and Fournette is like McCaffrey. He's coming into his contract year, so yeah, yeah. So they're both playing on their final year, of their deal, right? Uh, but Sammy's is more money, I believe. Well, maybe not because Leonard Fournette was top ten pick. Yeah, but, I know Watkins is I, up I don't there. Know, that, yeah, that would be great for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's great for the Jaguars. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay, so at the wide receiver position, Tyreek Hill finished as the wide receiver twenty-eight last year. 58 receptions, 860 yards, seven touchdowns, and he only played in uh, 12 games. This guy is a speed freak. Holy cow. Every time I watch him, I'm like, there's no way he's going to get away from these guys, and then somehow he does it. He just he surprises uh, every every time. Uh, ADPF 9.83 overall, so he's a first-round pick. You like Tyreek Hill going into 2020? Yeah, I think I would. Honestly, the way I'm looking at it now and the way the Chiefs are, I mean, he was hurt. If he wasn't hurt, he's up there in the top ten. Oh yeah. No, I don't know why, but for some reason, I feel like this year, I think I would take him right behind Michael Thomas. Wow. I, yeah, he just keeps getting better. Yeah. And, and man, he was 
He just, dude, it, it doesn't matter. It, you could be one of the best lockdown corners in the league. You're not fast enough. Yeah, exactly. Not fast enough. You can't keep up with him. He's so good. Um, and, and him and Mahomes, they just have that connection that's just, like, insane. Yeah. You know, so many times when Mahomes is running around and just flings one up deep, it's always Tyreek Hill. Always Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, so... I, I love Tyreek Hill. I, he's going to be a top five wide receiver, 100%, if he stays healthy. Yeah. Maybe put up even the best numbers of all. He won't have the receptions that Michael Thomas has, but yeah. the yards and the touchdowns, they're always there with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look what he did in the Super Bowl, and like he, him and Mahomes had that game-changing play, you know, in the, I think it was third or fourth quarter, and that's what he can do. And I love that the Chiefs, also, they don't just, I mean, he's not just a Deshaun Jackson they also love to get him the ball uh, just real quickly and screens, quick screens slants, yeah. and just see what he can do. Um, and, you know, even <laughs> even looking at his 12-game stats, even if he only played 14 games, you know, he still could have surpassed 1,000 yards, could have been up there yeah. close to 10 touchdowns. So, I mean, his ceiling is, as long as he's paired with Patrick Mahomes, as long as Mahomes is healthy, his ceiling is uh, so high, so, so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Sammy Watkins, who uh, had three touchdowns, I think, the first game of the season and then finished uh, as the wide receiver 52. Uh, he's a, a 12th-round pick, so he's definitely uh, he's definitely fallen, I think, since the beginning of the season. Um, but he still put up 52 receptions for 673 yards. I, I feel like they... I feel like the Chiefs believe in Sammy Watkins because they they kept him. They restructured his deal. He was willing to restructure it as well. He obviously wants to be there, uh, you know, to win. But I don't know. What do you think for for his twenty twenty season? Do you think he finds the end zone again? I think he does. Um, it was. I don't understand. It it was so frustrating. Obviously, because I had a front row seat. He's on my. He was. For the longest time, he was my number one receiver on the the, the crappy dynasty team that I picked up. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and obviously after week one, I was so excited. Um, I mean, he still got the receptions. You know, fifty two is not the greatest, but that's not bad. He was a wide receiver three pretty much all year because Miko Hardman and um, who was the other guy that they're always throwing to? Uh, uh Demarcus the, Robinson. Yes, Demarcus Robinson, Miko yeah. Hardman, Harry Kill. I'm like, there's so much, but. Um, but Sammy was always he was he was on the field a lot. He was reliable. Um, I think his numbers will improve. Um, I personally like Nicole Hardman going into this year more. Yeah. Um, just just because Sammy's getting older and Nicole's the quicker one. I was really hoping um, when DeAndre Hopkins was talking about earlier in the season before he got traded, talking about Sammy Watkins coming back to to solidify their Clemson trio with Deshaun. So. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but I, so I still like Sammy, um, but I'm not going to, I mean, if 12th round value, sure, why not? But I'm not going to take him any earlier than that, I don't think. I just, just because we have to see the touchdowns improve. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, 12th round for me is even still a little bit high. Just, yeah. I mean, he, he was really, really good with Buffalo and just really hasn't found his place in Kansas City. Uh, a couple guys that are going around that same round: uh, James Washington, Hunter Renfro, uh, John Ross, Golden Tate. I think those are all four of those names. Yeah. I would be more interested in them just because I know I'm going to get a little bit more consistency. Right. Uh, but yeah, same thing. McCall Hardman finished as the wide receiver 49 last year, and I'm I was really excited. I bought a lot of uh, shares of him heading into 2020, and then when they because I was expecting Watkins to not be back. And, and I feel like this doesn't hurt Hardman uh, as much, but it definitely just caps his ceiling, at least for 2020. And, you know, owners kind of have to wait another year until 2021 when we'll really be able to, to see what he does. But, I mean, this guy was a touchdown machine, 26 receptions and, and six touchdowns, 538 yards. So that's I got him in a couple leagues, and I was able to just plug him in pretty much every week because he had a really high touchdown upside. Um, but I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with either of these three receivers, but definitely Tyreek Hill and Hardman have the most, uh, fantasy value, uh, in the long run. I would, I would say, would you agree with that? 
Oh, 100%, yeah. But, I mean, I'm looking at... Okay, so I, Sammy Watkins isn't old. I'm sorry, I said he was getting old. He's 26, man. Like, okay, yeah. He's been, for, he's been in the league for six years. That's right, because he came in when he was like 21 or 22, I think. Yes, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, he's only 26, so he's not that old yet. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he. so his first year with Kansas City was worse than the year he just had, so he actually improved this season. Wow. So hopefully he improves again um, next season. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, I'm Nicole Hartman all day. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, wrapping up the Chiefs is the tight end position, Travis Kelsey. Uh, tight end one last year. I felt like it was a quiet tight end one uh, type season, but he had a 97 receptions, over over 1,200 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, he's a third-round draft pick right now. He's the number one tight end off the board, uh, and I think that's a pretty good spot for him. If you're going to go out and get you know, one of the top tight ends, I wouldn't take them in round one or two, but if you want a Kelsey or a Kittle, you pretty much have to reach at that third round because that's where that's where they're gonna go. Um, I honestly, I felt like it was a down year for Travis Kelsey, and he still was a tight end one. So I know he is. He actually is uh, one player that's getting older, and you start to question, you know, how much longer can he his physical play uh, remain at, at its high level? But I mean, he keeps doing it consistently year in and year out, and he's playing with the best quarterback in football right now. Uh, so he's got a lot of upside. Do you like Travis Kelsey in your in redraft in dynasty leagues for twenty twenty again? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, until he shows regression, I mean, why not? You know, you see guys like Jason Witten. He's probably another ten years. Kelsey still has another ten years if he wants. If he's like Witten, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and Witten is putting up numbers and touchdowns for years. So absolutely, um, I think I like Kittle better, but. You can't go wrong with either one. Yeah. Um, I like Kittle better because he's the main target for San Fran. You right. know? Yeah. There's so many guys here that Mahomes spreads it out to, but to yeah. still have 97 catches, that's, yeah. that's amazing. But the touchdowns, I, I would expect the touchdowns to go up, though. Yeah. So I'll be, be tied in one again, honestly. Yeah. I think I'd be surprised if he hit 97 receptions again, uh, just because yeah. you talk about uh, Tyreek Hill missing four games and the inconsistencies with the running backs and Watkins, but uh, kind of similar to Hunter Henry. Uh, they love to get Travis Kelsey the ball and check down to him as well. So you know he's going to get targets, uh, and I agree. I think he'll be tied in one again as well. Uh, okay, so moving on to the AFC West. the Well, obviously the AFC West, the Denver Broncos. Um, Drew Locke at quarterback finished as the QB 37, and he played just five games, but he had seven touchdowns, three interceptions, 60% completion percentage, and 1,000 yards. Um, this is a guy that I, I really like um, in dynasty leagues for sure. I think in redraft leagues, I'm I'm just waiting and seeing how he develops because we didn't really get a clear sample size of him uh, last year. just kind of got thrown into it towards the end of the season. Um, but when you talk about adding Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. You got Cortland Sutton and uh, Noah Fant, and then potentially uh, one of Henry these... Ruggs. Yeah, Henry Ruggs, one of these top receivers. Um, he's They're surrounding him with weapons, and he's got a great uh, opportunity to really grow this year in, in 2020. So uh, in the 16th round, I'm really comfortable taking him there and using him most likely as my QB2 and just kind of yeah. seeing how he progresses. But what do you? what's your take on Drew Locke? Yeah, I'm not a huge believer in him um, just yet, just because it seems like Denver is always searching for a quarterback. So I just feel like Denver's kind of like Cleveland where it's like, yeah, you're not going to get one. I'm sorry, but it's not going to pan out. Yeah. But, but I mean, like you said, the potential, um, the 60% completion is kind of low. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a big arm. That is one thing. But the accuracy's got to be better. Um, but, again, he's a rookie. It's five games. The weapons that he has – it's there's no excuse. I mean, you're going into year two. You know, you're the guy now. Let's see it. I'm yeah. with you. Um, if I already have a quarterback, I should hopefully have a quarterback by the 16th round. Yeah. Um, and I can maybe take him, you know, as my backup um, because there is upside. Um, I don't like it. I don't like him at all. Not at all. I don't like him that much. So I mean, I don't have a huge upside for him. But I know, just if you look around the league and all this, I'm like he's a potential young young quarterback that. You know, could have some good upside in the future. So 
yeah, I would buy some stock in him yeah. uh, to place on my bench and see how he pans out for sure. Yeah. Okay, um, running back position, we had a, a little debate with a, a nice Instagram follower. Uh, this was already probably a month ago, but I think it's pretty clear if you just look at the the ADP between Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay already that the consensus is that Melvin Gordon is the back to own. Uh, he's at 53 overall fifth round pick, and Philip Lindsay is all the way down to 121 now in the 10th round. And Yes, granted, Philip Lindsay had a better season last year than Melvin Gordon, but he, Melvin Gordon also played in four less games than Philip Lindsay. And I mean, he is no by. Camp. He's, what'd you say? With no training camp. With no training camp, yeah. So he comes in and uh, just. I mean, he looked like he didn't miss a beat. You know, the first couple games, a little shaking off a little bit of rust, but then he got right right back into it with uh, with LA. So he comes over to Denver. And I think I don't think it like helps the value of either one. I think what they had in LA was special with Eckler and Gordon both being able to be successful. But um, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that this helps Melvin Gordon that he's going to be even better. I think he I think he's just going to be similar to what he did in 2019. I mean, he'll be better with the stats, obviously playing in more games. But I wouldn't expect him to have like a career season. Because I think that they still do like Philip Lindsay. He'll he'll be in there as well to to spell him. But I'll definitely take Melvin Gordon in the fifth round. Any thoughts on the running? I'm sorry. I just got an email through my and it was so loud in oh. my head. So I'm sure that. You know I didn't hear it. Okay, I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, I. I mean, there's not much to say. You just covered it. It's Melvin Gordon's the back to own here. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I personally think he's gonna take seventy seventy five percent of the snaps. Yeah, uh, he's just he's the more talented back. I, yeah, Philip Lindsay's been a nice story, but hey, when somebody better than you comes in, I'm sorry, just better than you. Yeah, uh, and I think he'll end up being the main guy. And yeah, not a career year, but I think he'll be back to normal Melvin Gordon year. Yeah, you know, like he like he used to be so yeah um yeah i agree with you i think that i think i listed on here royce freeman i think that he gets hurt the most he's kind of getting pushed out of the window in in denver and uh i mean granted he just hasn't been able to take advantage of the opportunities um but wide receivers Cortland sutton last year kind of broke out finished as the wide receiver 17 uh 72 receptions a thousand yards and six touchdowns He's a third-round pick right now. So uh, in Dynasty Leagues, people are really, really high on him for his, his age uh, and just what he's been able to do, I guess, specifically in the Denver offense, which hasn't been great uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, but then, you know, there's Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State who hasn't really done a whole lot uh, since his time in Denver. And then there's that rookie landing spot like we talked about. Um, would you say that Ruggs, you feel like, is the best fit here in Denver? Or is there another wide receiver uh, that you'd like to see be in Denver? Yeah, I, I don't think Ruggs is necessarily the best fit, but that's where everybody keeps slotting him. So I'm like, I'm just going to roll with that too. Yeah. Um, it, just seems, it just seems like it's meant to be. Um, and, I mean, you know, he, he can – Portland Sutton isn't really a burner, you know. Yeah. Um, so he can provide the, the speed, the yard after catch type of guy. Um to balance it out because Deshaun Hamilton hasn't been that right. So, so yeah, I think I guess Ruggs probably. I think I think Jerry Judy would be the best fit, but he's not going to be there. So. Yeah. So I'll say Ruggs, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I'd really like to see Ruggs. I could honestly see the Broncos getting at least two receivers uh, out of this class, maybe a Ruggs, and then waiting, you know, and getting one late in the third round or fourth round. Who? You know, because this is a pretty deep class. They're saying that this could be one of the deepest wide receiver class of all time. So, um, you know, there's so much value there that you can you can honestly wait and still get some really good receivers uh, towards the the end of the draft or at least in the later rounds. Um, just because, like you said, we haven't seen Deshaun Hamilton do anything, and then they have Tim Patrick there as well, who we haven't seen a lot of production from as well. Um, I know they have some other positions that they need to shore up as well, so it'll be interesting. But definitely, they got to get one of those top tier 
wide receivers for sure. Yeah, I I think what well, I think. With you mentioning two receivers, a, a receiver that I know nobody's really talking about, and it pains me to say it, but Donovan Peoples-Jones is from Michigan, and this dude, I know when Ohio State was playing Michigan, Urban Meyer was talking about him. He's like, this kid, man, this kid could be a top-ten draft pick. Yeah. Okay. But he obviously came out early, and I don't blame him. You know, <laughs> Michigan in the last few years, it just has, it's just not getting to where they want, so... If, if they can snag, you know, Rugs and then a Donovan Peoples-Jones third, fourth round, because that the talent that this dude has, I, I don't like Michigan football, but I know that dude is a stud. Yeah. And and the one thing that scared me when Ohio State played Michigan, I was like, they have NFL wide receivers all over the place, yeah. just like Ohio State does. So I'm like, so that's just another name that yeah. would be great in this offense. He's very similar to Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good pro. Like, we kind of talked about it a couple episodes yeah. back, just – Michigan has really good defenders that come into the draft, but they have failed to actually put some really good offensive talent into the NFL. And but I feel like he he might be the exception and kind of break that yeah. that streak yep. for for the Wolverines. Yeah. Um, we talked about Noah Fant. I think he's great in this offense. It was it was pretty clear. Uh, I think in the first game of the season when I think he had like the first four touches in the Bronco offense, and one of them was a rushing <laughs> rushing attempt that is like, okay, they like this guy and they want to use him a lot. And he is he's a freak athlete, big size, yeah. big frame. He was great at Iowa. Um, and, I mean, last year, 40 receptions, 562 yards, and three touchdowns, which put him as the tight end 16. I think we will see throughout his career him just continuing to climb um, up this ladder amongst the tight end ranks. I would expect for him to be a top 10 tight end in 2020 uh, assuming that he stays healthy what where would you project him as for for this season yeah i i'm the same i think tight end 10 is is like the lowest that he'll be um, yeah okay honest. just just because i mean uh there's no more flacco you know flacco was so bad at the start of the year and, and i honestly thought that that was going to be a blessing for Noah fan same you know, because of what he used to do with, um, why can't I think of his name? Uh, for Baltimore, his career ended very quickly because of injuries. Um, oh, well, it doesn't matter. But Flacco and him were so good together Yeah. in Baltimore. And then it just didn't work. But, yeah, he he's he's just a freak athlete. He, he runs like a wide receiver. Yeah. He, and he just, he's so good. So, and him and Drew Locke were just really good together. So, I, I love Noah fan. Yeah. Um, okay, so last team in the AFC West is the Raiders. Oh, we got <laughs> the Broncos logo is somehow on the screen. My bad. It's all good. Um, still- yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we got Derek Carr, who was QB 17 last year, ADP of 240, which, I mean, this is crazy to me because I have always loved Derek Carr as a quarterback but I feel like people are so down on him saying like that he's just terrible for the Raiders organization, but he finished as the 17th best quarterback, a 4,000 yards passer. I mean, he doesn't, he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns, but he also didn't throw a lot of interceptions and 70% completion percentage. So he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He might not be the, the biggest playmaker for the, the Raiders, but I think that he does um, just fine. But they did bring in Marcus Mariota from the Titans um, and we've kind of seen what he's been able to do uh, in Tennessee throughout his career. There's also been talk of them drafting a quarterback. So, I guess given your thoughts, I think Derek Carr will be the starter regardless to be the tw- in the 2020 season. But who would you foresee being the starter at the end of the 2020 season? I think Derek Carr because I think they're going to finally get him. Uh, I think they're going to do right by him and give him a wide receiver this year. You know, the Antonio Brown thing didn't work out. Um, they got him Josh Jacobs, and that works. that's working out. Josh Jacobs is a stud. Tyrell Williams is a good wide receiver, but I don't want Tyrell Williams being my number one wide receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, it, the Raiders, I, I know – one of my Raiders fans said that there's a lot of rumors about them trading up to go try and get Herbert or Tua. And 
I just there's other needs, man. You can win with Derek Carr. He yeah. showed it. You can win with him. You know, you you took Amari Cooper away from him, and then you cut Antonio Brown, which obviously would give the man some help. Yeah. Um, don't draft. Don't trade up and draft a quarterback. If you're going to trade up, trade up and draft Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Or, or they'll fall to you where you're at. You know, because where are they? Twelve. Uh, I think eleven, eleven or twelve. Uh, exactly. Twelve, Jer- twelve. Yeah. Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb are both going to be there. Pick one. Yeah. Roll them to be your number one wide receiver. You know. Yeah. Um, just do it. Give this man some help. Derek Carr is talented. You know, he was an MVP candidate a couple years ago that year that the Raiders. Or number one or number two seed. Yeah. Um, so just, just, just give the man some help. I I think Derek Carr is going to have a huge year if they get him another wide receiver. I, I do. I because pers- I believe in him just like you do. Seventy percent completion is great. Twenty-one to eight touchdown interception ratio. Not bad. You know, it's it's average, but he can do better with yeah. more weapons. Yeah. Okay. Um. How about the running back situation? We have Josh Jacobs, who uh, had a really, really good rookie season um, for the the Raiders in 2019. Uh, I think he played in, I think it was 15 games. He missed one game with a shoulder injury, but uh, they still gave him the ball 242 times, 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns, and he had 20 receptions as well. And uh, from the word on, the, I mean, they want to get him more involved in the pass game from what it sounds like, and they kind of eased him in his rookie season. Uh, but Jalen Richard is also there. Resigns, I think, on a two-year contract. Who they? I mean, you don't just pay a guy money that you're not going to use. So he'll definitely, I think, still get his share of of the passing targets. But I love Josh Jacobs as a Raider. Uh, I think he really fits their style well, and um, I think he'll be a great. I think he was the running back uh, 14. I want to say uh, in what it looks like. Yeah, I think it was the 14 if I remember correctly. I could see him being a, a top 10 uh, running back. Oh, yeah. In 2020, I think just another year under his belt, he's getting yeah. he'll be even better. Yeah. He, he it's, it's very similar to Zeke, the yeah. rookie year, everything. Like when he was drafted by the Raiders, it was just like, oh, this is a perfect fit. Just like when Zeke was drafted by the Cowboys, and then you saw them their rookie year, and they're like, yep, they're here. They're already one of the top backs in the league. Like it, it's it's a perfect fit. I love Josh Jacobs. He's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jalen Richard. What we just mentioned, he was the running back 66 last year. He doesn't have any ADP data, so he's going undrafted. But I think this is a player that's fine to uh, to pick up as a fantasy free agent uh, and just to target really late in drafts just because he is the clear, uh, I guess, handcuff running back to Josh Jacobs. And if he were to go down with injury, I mean, he's not a, he's not a running great running back per se, but he is a good receiving back. So uh, his upside... His upside's in the in the run game. I mean, we know what he is as a pass catcher, and he could potentially get some more carries and maybe some touchdowns, which he didn't. He failed to score in uh, 2019. So I think that he's a, he's a decent running back to at least own uh, later in the drafts or if you're in a pretty deep league. He's a good name to target. Um, but then, you like you mentioned, the wide receiver uh, position that the Raiders are in. They have Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, uh, and then they went and signed Nelson Aguilar. They traded for Zay Jones last year. There's a <laughs> there's a couple other names uh, on there as well. I mean they have they have some depth. Marcel Aitman, he's in there as well. Um, but I think Tyro Williams is Williams and Renfro. They're going to be on the field in 2020. Um, I'm not I'm not sold on Zay Jones or Nelson Aguilar at all for. 2020 just based on what they've been able to do or lack thereof uh, throughout their career I think Nelson Aguilar I would take over Zay Jones because I Aguilar fits in well to a system where he doesn't have to be the wide receiver one or wide receiver two he's a he's a decent wide receiver three and with Philadelphia the injuries they just get piling up and he would consistently be moved all over the field and so if he can find um, a spot where he can just consistently play in I think he could have some success but like you talked about, go and get a Jerry Judy, a CeeDee Lamb, you know, one of these big-name wide receivers. It's it's worth it because, I mean, you think about Derek Carr, 20, 21 touchdowns, 4,000 yards, and that was without the man that they literally moved worlds around to get on their team. 
and uh, that's Antonio Brown that we're talking about. And you know he would have been so much better had he been on the field. So I think yes. just getting the Raiders some offensive help would be great. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Any any of the wide receivers that you that you like at their current ADP or that you would draft? Oh, Tyrell Williams all day, 18th round. Yeah, I know. Yeah, dude. Heck yeah, I'd take him all day. Yeah. The 18th round, that's a steal, man. Like, yeah, he's not a wide receiver one, but he's playing in a wide receiver one role for now. So yeah, I would expect his catches to go up, um, and the touchdowns will probably be the same. Honestly, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I can rely, I can rely on Tyrell Williams to give him six, but yeah, but yeah, and and Renfro, I mean. Just knowing from just just knowing him from college, uh, I really like him. You know, he has a he has a lot of potential to be uh, a Cole Beasley, Julian Edelman type in this league. Right. Um, so I mean, he yeah, that's a pretty successful rookie year right there for yeah. a guy that was drafted kind of late. So um, I think both of those guys that's very good value. You know, um, who did we just talk about on uh, yeah the Sammy Watkins range, right? Yeah. Sammy Watkins is twelfth round. Twelfth round, yeah. Honestly, this Hunter Renfro and Tyrell Williams, I'd probably put both of them in front of him. Yeah. Um, just because of the upside that they potentially have, and Sammy's just not showing it yeah. lately. I think that yeah, I think they both finished ahead of him last year in stats, anyways. Yeah, yeah, they both had more touchdowns, that's for sure, because he only had three. Right. So. Yeah, I agree. I really like um, I like Tyrell Williams, especially at the value. I mean, he got off to a really hot yeah. start last year and was great. Um, and then, you know, it's just hard to consistently be a wide receiver one when that's not necessarily your forte. But when you look at yeah. what he did with the Chargers, when they had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, he was still in there. Uh, despite being slotted as the wide receiver two or three, he was still in there making plays yeah. all season long. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not fully ready to give up on Nelson Aguilar yet either. Yeah. Uh, what, what you said was perfect. Last year was so rough in Philadelphia. Whatever wide receiver you were, it didn't matter. It was yeah. just going to be tough. Yeah. Um, I had a, he had so many targets. And I'm telling you, I I don't think he's going to continue to drop balls at that alarming rate. A lot of the drops he had were touchdowns that were wide open, and those are just flukes, man. That's not a bad player. You don't make it to the NFL if you suck, right? You know, those are just fluke drops that just happen. I guarantee. Like you know, it's like, oh, are you kidding me? I, that's not going to stay the same. I mean, yeah. yeah, he'll probably drop passes, but if he has those same wide open touchdown catches that he didn't make last year, I guarantee you he makes them this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I like Nelson Aguilar a lot. I'll target him in Dynasty Leagues, and, you know, people are willing to ship off some, you know, third, fourth-round picks for him. I'll take him in. I'll take him over some of those rookies that you can get in the third or fourth round. Um, okay, so let's wrap it up with the tight ends. Darren Waller was the tight end four. His ADP is eighty three seventh round, which is really good. Is really good value, but also remembering he was in Baltimore for uh, I think it was three or four years, uh, so he is older than uh, a majority of these young tight ends. But he had ninety receptions, almost twelve hundred yards last year, and surprisingly only three touchdowns. Uh, and what we what you talked about. Uh, Jason Witten comes in, and he is a uh, a red zone target for sure. And then uh, the rookie that they have that they had last year, Foster uh, Morial, I think he had five. I didn't get his stats. I think he had five touchdowns, and they were all in the red zone. And so, it, you know, it's interesting to project that Darren Waller is going to get another ninety receptions, but. Yeah. It's also hard to to say just because Derek Carr does he likes to target these other tight ends uh, and you know adding Witten in there as well who you know is going to be playing on, on the goal line it could hurt his value so that might be why his ADP is low just because people you know he was kind of a one hit wonder and they're wondering yeah. if he can do it again but I mean I will gladly wait until the seventh round to draft Darren Waller as my as my tight end one. Just you know, especially in redraft leagues, if if people want to go ahead and spend the early investment on Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Joy, uh, Kittle, I'll go ahead and wait a little bit on Waller and get the tight end four, and then get some other you know positional players before that. What do you yeah, th- what are your thoughts on tight ends? I'm looking at his his career, man, and he had 
10 catches, two catches, and six catches. Yeah. At the end of last year. That's insane. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think I think I'm kind of with you where I'm like, oh, man, I don't, is he going to do this again? Yeah, right. Um, but but I think he showed that he's their clear tight end number one. So, I think John Gruden, yeah. John Gruden loves him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, if seventh round, I think it's good value. Um, I personally might take, you know, a Noah Fant in that seventh round just because I think Noah Fant's going to have more opportunities to score touchdowns than Darren Waller because yeah. Noah Fant, Jeff Hireman, and Jake Butt. Hireman and Butt, they're never healthy. So yeah. it's Noah Fant only, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, you can't go wrong with Darren Waller in the seventh round, you know. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I remember it – I think it was during Hard Knocks last year when there was just so much focus on Darren Waller, and that's when I even found that's, out who yeah. this who this guy was. And I just started looking in all of my leagues, and he was available in almost every single one, and just adding him, and yeah. he, he blew up. And good for him too. You know, he's a good comeback story in the NFL, and uh, it's just exciting to see a guy make plays again. You know, because that's yeah. what his potential was. So. Yeah. I, I like the Raiders for 2020. Um, let's just real quickly go through our picks for um, to win the division in 2020, starting with, uh, I guess, the fourth spot again. So we got the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, and L.A. Chargers. I'm going to go... I'm going to... Gosh, that's close. I'm going to go Chargers. In the four spot. Same. Same. I agree. I'm with I'm Chargers. As much talent as they have, I just I don't I, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust Tyrod Taylor to yeah. that much. Even though he did in Buffalo. Yeah. Been a few years. So Yeah, you lose a Pro Bowl quarterback like Phillip Rivers and there's not enough certainty to say what this team is gonna be. Yeah. Um okay, three spot. I'm gonna go I'll go Raiders. I'm going to go Denver. Okay. Yeah. I think the Raiders are much better uh, in 2020 yeah. than 2019, but mm-hmm. I still think um, I still think yeah. they got some things to figure out, uh, just offensively and on the defensive end for sure. But they're definitely yeah. getting better. I think it'll be a close race between Denver and uh, and yeah. Oakland for that spot. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just. I don't. I, I think move to Las Vegas is just going to be too high for them to finish bad. So I think they'll at least okay. sneak up in a, a bit. They're going to win some games in Vegas because they're going to be living there and teams are going to come in there and they're going to come into the game hungover or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's free free wins for them at home. Yeah, I like that. Uh, no, I just I just, I just love John Gruden. I expect Derek Carr to have a big year. Yeah. So. Okay, so then uh, you'll go... Raiders number Raiders two. Raiders two. I'll go Broncos two and Chiefs yeah. number one Chiefs, overall. Chiefs, 100%. Excellent. Easy. Nice. 16-0. There we go. <laughs> Just kidding. I hope All so. All right. Well, that was it uh, for the AFC West AFC Fantasy West. Preview. We will be back uh, shortly for the AFC. NFC. For the NFC. Yes. <laughs> the NFC West uh, and the uh, – Talking the 49ers. So thanks for tuning in to this episode. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and on YouTube and Apple and Spotify podcasts. And we will catch you guys on the next episode.